0: Welcome to episode seven of Psychotherapy, where today we will be discussing the particularly in vogue topic of extreme horror, a particular subgenre that I have many fond memories regarding that have been resurrected thanks to the disturbing film Iceberg, which we both have some pretty significant opinions on. I am joined, as always, by my Aussie co-host, Niall. How are you doing today, my guy?
1: Um, the internet has made me very upset in the past couple of days. No, talking. Um,
0: no, no, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bringing it up. I just want to say, yeah, the internet's made me a bit sad in the past couple of days. If you know, you know, if you don't, you don't. But apart from that, I'm quite good. Yourself? Um, I, I'll piggyback on that by saying that there's just
0: a lot of divided opinions regarding Barb and I feel like the the conversation is going to be going for a while and that's all I have to say about it
1: yeah let's get into let's get into trashing that fucking iceberg by the way um one thing we really want to point out i think there was one time it was like december of last year that you and i sat down and we watched the necro files which you can watch in full on youtube by the way for anyone interested i highly recommend it there's a lot of
0: wacky shit there's a lot of fake babies and giant fake penises it's
1: it's a, a good, like, 50-minute investment of your time. I recommend it. We, we were laughing quite a fair bit. And then during a lot of it, we were just like, well, that just happened. And I like, didn't even know how to react because it was just fucking stupid. Um, and that film is really far down on that iceberg. It's in the same... It's being considered in the same realm as some films that I would consider, you know, genuinely disturbing cinema. And it's not. It's fucking hilarious. And that's like one big thing. The only thing disturbing about the Necrophiles is
0: that it is considered on a list that uses the word "film" in the title in the first place. It's disturbing. Yeah, yeah. it's disturbing the the total lack of artistic, financial, mental, emotional investment that went into that thing. It's disturbing that something like that could exist in a world where. An Oscar nominated film was made on an iPhone. To be fair, to be fair, there weren't smartphones when this movie was made, but still, like, you you, you could have done something better than the Necrophiles. And it's especially disturbing how much I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I think when we were both going into it, we were like, oh, okay, we'll watch it. We came out of it and we were like, that was fucking hilarious. Like, when the <laughs> baby, like, when the baby's on the string and it comes into the garage and those are sort of sort of like oh get fucking attacked by the the demon baby. It's kind of like a like a trauma
0: film with half the budget and zero percent of the self-awareness.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um the director of that also made a, a great uh film called Detroit really Killer. Um which I also highly recommend. Uh, it was made on a budget of, I believe, two thousand dollars, and yeah, they still couldn't get good quality camera work. So yeah, I, I definitely recommend that too.
0: I mean, but- judging judging by necrophiles, probably because nineteen hundred of that two thousand dollars probably went to crack.
1: But yeah what, yeah, what can you do? But I will say with the with the with the list, there are some genuinely good films on on the iceberg. I think what pisses me off about it as someone who like, you know, early on in my teen years was interested in the world of, like, extreme cinema, there's a lot of stuff on here that I think is a spit in the face to even, like, what you would call a movie. They're just mixtapes of, like, real-life gore situations and real-life uncomfortable situations. And therefore... I I don't consider that a movie do you consider like a mixtape of music as an album if it's a mixtape that someone made at home no you don't it's not a commercial like film like I mean even so
0: like a like a musical mixtape has more artistic merit than like these particular mixtapes like I've seen video mixtapes where there's like an actual like artistic effort that goes into like the compilation of the material like take for example any of the like everything is terrible stuff like I think that's a really well done compilation where like things have kind of like a cohesive theme to them and they're put together in like a way that shows a little bit more intent rather than just like collecting a bunch of like videos of beheadings and like actual murders and just putting them together one after the other without anything actual like substantive added to it like of course like someone actually being like killed is going to be more disturbing than a visual effects team replicating someone being killed for for fake as like an illusion as like a you know acting in a movie so it's like it's kind of just like a no-brainer it's redundant and I, i don't think it's necessary to make that stuff more accessible by putting it in a tiered list that can like direct people towards those things like if someone wants to seek that stuff out like like it's not my duty to stop you but like i don't think like that stuff should be put in like a format on like uh, a very people yeah yeah they're gonna be like ooh, like yeah. what's this Ooh, what's snuff r73 what's uh what's what's md pope like ooh, i should check that out i should freak like, myself out
1: shit. like i that's my I, I was about to say like that's my biggest problem with it is now stuff that i genuinely would be like yeah like i when i was a fucked up edgy kid i like read about this stuff but even reading yeah. about it i was like okay fucking what's the point of that it's fucking stupid. I'm not gonna watch it.
0: Well, I mean, I I I'd gone a step further. Like when I was like a young, edgy teen, like I spent a lot of time on the old ogre like pre-live leak. I went, I like yeah w- read every post on rotten.com and uh blood shows and all these other things. Like I'd seen like hundreds of pictures and videos of like people getting like their heads like blown apart and like cut off and shit. But like as fucked up as I knew it was I wasn't ever like oh you know what like this should be more accessible more people should see this stuff I was like this like this is fucked up like why am I looking at this stuff yeah and like that like that's one thing to experience something for yourself is different than like making it more you know open.
1: Shock sites existed and I think it's it's really weird to think that like shock cards have gone the way of the dinosaur because if if you have any remember, like remember early internet at all, it was really common to be able to find, you know, really fucked up videos online. Even if you weren't seeking them out, you know, it would be quite easy to find, you know, um, RottenDonk, rotten.com being as popular as it was. Uh, you know, of course, Ogreish, which we, which you mentioned is the pre live leak site being as popular as it was, which which forced them to make live leak.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then live leak in and of itself as well um it's not like it wasn't like you you talk to someone even our ages and like it's the general public they'd have no fucking clue what those websites are but a lot of people do remember them and they're like yeah I saw three guys one hammer why the fuck did I watch that but you did you know because Mm -hmm. you were just you I, I think it's a morbid curiosity with death as opposed to and excitement from seeing it it's 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 morbid fascination and then you watch it and you're like oh god yeah i kind of wish i hadn't watched that you don't you don't sit there and go i really need to go back to watch that like oh i wish someone would compile all these so i could yeah. just watch them on my tv like no that's fucking stupid and if you think that way you're probably a fucking asshole, and I hope you get fucking hit by a car so that all the videos that you saw of people getting hit by cars can feel a little bit better in their fucking afterlife. Brick. Well, personally, what I hope is that
0: they find God and decide to live a life of peace in this world. But, <laughs> um. I think a lot um, of it is like sort of like kind of like a memento mori kind of like fascination where it's like death is something that you hear about from so many different directions, like your whole life. Like you, you know about people dying, like you, you could have like a, like hear about like a great grandparent dying or on the news every day, you hear about people dying, being killed, murdered, killing themselves. And like, it reaches to a point where it's like, well, like death is like something that's all around me that I only have like this abstract uh, kind of like tangential concept of and mm. there there is that curiosity there where it's like, well, what does death actually look like like other mm. than like you know the the mental psychological effect that like that can have on someone like the the purely physical element of like, well, what does it look like when someone's dead? like what does someone being killed like look like? And I don't think it's like, oh, like i wanna like have like an actual desire, but I think it's something a little bit more kind of like subconscious where it's like, I want more information on this thing that is kind of looming over everyone's life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Then again, with when it comes to, we'll we'll get off the topic of the, the, um, of the iceberg, because I think, you know, quite clear that we, we don't agree with it. We think it's quite stupid, And even publishing something like that, I think is fucking stupid because um, there's no context to a lot of those films that are on there. And some of them like uh, just really aren't worth people's time. Yeah. Getting,
0: getting into and discovering extreme media should happen with nuance. Yeah. If, if at all, it should happen within a realm of context and nuance and sort of like a, a sense of, I don't know, natural progression, not something where it's just like, oh, like I'm just gonna, because I live in like an age of like m- minuscule attention spans and comp like competition, I'm gonna watch everything on this list where it's like, you shouldn't watch everything on that list. You shouldn't, most people shouldn't watch probably anything on that list, but
1: yeah, it's, it, it's it, stupid. I think, I think there was a point I made before we started talking where it's like, for us, I think watching extreme cinema started because we were sort of horror fanatics at a young age and as you're delving into that world, you'll and more and you'll you'll read synopsises of like films and blah blah and it, it kind of piques your interest and you want to see what it's all about and, and you watch it because you've seen you know, there's been a gradual uptick in the intensity of the films you've been watching. So I think you're able to stomach uh, some of these topics as a as a fake thing a lot more easily. Mm. Um, I think if you're like quite new to horror, don't delve into like oh I'm gonna watch the Guinea Pig series now because I watch Scream. Like don't don't make that sort of leap. Yeah. You need to be comfortable with you know things like you know the the Firefly trilogy uh, that Rob Zombie made and stuff like that because even i guess for the public general public standards those films are quite intense there are some quite intense moments in those films um and if you can't stomach those you're not going to be able to stomach like flour and flesh and blood you're not going to be able to stomach slaughtered vomit dolls you're not going to be able to stomach that sort of stuff because it's not for you well i mean there's
0: there's people that think the devil's rejects looks looks like a snuff film and then there's people like me that think the devil's rejects is very fucking boring
1: i i really liked i really liked that film it's it's
0: it's grown on me but like when i when i first saw it it was like this is something that like all like my fucking like normie high school friends was like oh watch double rejects it's like so extreme and i'm like at at this point i've like i've seen like ichi the killer i've seen like every Hmm. like lucio fulci film like i've seen you know like by that point, I'd seen um, guinea pig, flowers of flesh and blood, like obviously, devils yeah. reject. Like, yeah, it's got like this intense quality to it. But like at that point in time, it was just like this. This isn't. This is soft. This is mainstream. Yeah. It's like, it's like if you're really into grindcore and someone's like, oh, like you should you should listen to Five Finger Death Punch. They're they're the heaviest band I've ever
1: heard. <laughs> Or even if you're really into grindcore and someone's like, you should listen to Insect Warfare. You're probably like, I'm I'm a little bit past that. Like Insect Mm -hmm. Warfare, great band. Don't get me wrong. But I think within grind, there's, you know, even a lot heavier bands. And I think that that, that goes for anything. Like, you know, even with punk and, and stuff like that, like I think a great example in punk of that like surface level, like, oh, holy shit. Most fucked up like band ever. You know, it's Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies, man. Like, nothing was more intense than that. I don't know, man. I've seen footage of Gigi Allen, but I've also seen Sadist live. And I'll tell you what, I'd rather have shit thrown at me than watch Sadist live again. I don't know about this the Sadist stuff. Please tell me more. American band, the guy would um, basically choke himself till he was purple, and at the same time, so the blood would rush to his chest, and he was slicing his chest apart. And just pissing out blood, and then white like grabbing like actual like cups of it in his hands and just throwing his blood at people in the crowd. Wow,
0: that's fucking wild. I
1: mean,
0: they're they're like they're like it was not fun. Goth bands and like industrial bands that would do do stuff like that. Like Skinny Puppy had like live mutilation on stage. Like even like Deer and Gray, which is like not the most extreme band. I mean, they're they're thematically pretty extreme but like when i when i saw them with like the deft tones like the singer was like cutting his chest open with like razor blades and shit and like fish like fish hooking himself and like throwing up on stage which like yeah that's pretty fucking wild i mean like yeah think- gigi allen is like crazy or whatever but his music's kind of just like it's very like rock and roll punk it's very it's it's not much more extreme than like the ramones if just recorded in a worse quality
1: Also, extremely amateur.
0: Yeah, but they got some tracks. They got some fucking tracks.
1: You get, but you get what I mean. It's that surface level shock value with GG. So it's surface level shock value with GG. Whereas, like, I think you know, anyone who know, anyone who's like a a fan, a kickback, knows that like Stefan is a very intense, messed up individual.
0: Man's a criminal.
1: Um, yeah, man is uh very fucked in the head, um, you know. So I think I think GG's been surpassed, but you know what I mean. That's a deep cut to know that. It's not like a surface level thing. And I would say take the same approach to extreme cinema. Like when I first saw, um, I believe I I, I didn't watch the guinea pig films before I watched the slaughtered uh, the the vomit gore trilogy. Sorry. Um, and I watched the Vomit Gore trilogy, and to me, man, what fucking boring films! What fucking boring films! God,
0: I, I hate even thinking about the existence of those movies. Like,
1: to to surmise for the to the listeners, it's basically three films of just this dude's fetid which is vomit. So it's just three three like hours of shooting up heroin, vomiting, and tits, and a lot of the bush that's it like what with like a lot of flashing lights and like harsh noise and stuff like that in the background to make it seem intense but it's not
0: yeah lucifer valentine and i do not have the same interests
1: but then i watched something like guinea pig and i was like oh there's you know like the first two are, um i would say sort of use of fun experiments into like how simplistic yet graphic can we make our film and still have it be engaging. Um so devil's experiment is a lot less gory um than of course the most well known one flower and uh, flowers of flesh and blood which is the second guinea pig film uh famously known because Charlie Shane called the FBI um because he believed it was real. He saw it um but then you've got you know like he never dies which is the third guinea pig film which is genuinely a really funny and engaging film plot twist um, he never dies and then we watched today we watched our uh, mermaid in a manhole and it kind of left it left us both questioning like did what did what we see like what what was what we were shown like reality, or was it his reality? It still has the gruesome elements. It's still extremely gory and filled with pus and blood and this, that, the other. But there's an actual, like, sort of fantasy plot to it, and it was it was really engaging.
0: Yeah, it had it had like a linear plot structure that was for the most part easy to follow. And kind of had, while a little trope-heavy, kind of had relatively interesting uh, plot twists in it. Like, um, when we were watching it, I had kind of brought up some similarities to, like, Driller Killer and Maniac and um, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. And how it kind of, like, portrays in a in a really odd way kind of, like, what the unstable mindset of, like, someone who would do something like this is like like someone who would like chop up a mermaid, like thinking that it's like a mermaid and they wanted them to kill them. But like surprise, it's like their pregnant wife or or something like that, where it's like, there's this, this twist that makes what you, what you just saw even more shocking after the fact. And it kind Hmm. of throws the reality of the whole situation in question. It also kind of reminds me a lot of like um, the end of American psycho where yeah the, i I can't remember the name of the guy but like the the business rival that he kills like the apartment's like empty and like there's no evidence of like his crimes or anything and he tries to turn himself in it's like like nothing ever happened like did he kill those people was it all in his head and i think the way that like horror can like play on like the concept of like reality and like subjectivity versus objectivity is really interesting
1: Um, his name's paul allen by the way paul allen paul allen I only know that because uh shout out to antagonist AD from New Zealand now from Melbourne. They uh did a whole album called Nothing from No One and used like a million samples from American Psycho, and they have a song on that album called Paul uh Paul Allen. Oh, badass. Yeah, very good album. If you like uh if you like Archangel, um and you also like New York hardcore Mosh Riffs, there you go. That's a good band for you
0: is it? Antagonist AD.
1: Yeah, Antagonist right. AD.
0: I'll have to check that out. That sounds very sick. What happened to uh, Antagonist BC?
1: I don't know. uh They were originally called Antagonist. I don't know why they had to change it. I would say oh, because there's
0: another Antagonist. A, a
1: lawsuit. Yeah, probably a lawsuit. um Imagine suing a local New Zealand hardcore band.
0: Imagine. No it. one cares
1: about
0: New Zealand. I I'd do it tomorrow if it could put some pennies in my pocket. You better believe it. I got bills to pay. I'll do it. Um, but no, before uh, before we kind of go further onto the discussion, I just want to say uh, in regards to G.G. Allen, um, the documentary on G.G. Allen, Hated, G.G. Uh, mm. Allen and the Murder Junkies, directed by a uh, man named Todd Phillips, who went on to direct a series of films called The Hangover. So there's a there's a very fun fact for you, um, which further explains. It's a good documentary, just, too. Yeah, it's a, good, it's a good documentary, but it's, it's not very extreme in it. Directed by someone that went on to make some of the most forgettable bro comedies of all time. Personally, not a fan, yeah. but it's because I'm straight edge and enjoy the finer things. So, to kind of keep things on track, <laughs> whoops. So, to keep things on track and to kind of go deeper into our own individual psyches and experiences, what was your first experience with extreme horror? What was the first piece of media? you stumbled across how did you get there how did it make you feel um
1: so it was being on wikipedia you know and just sort of like you know when you when you're a kid when you're like 12 and you got your own laptop i was like sitting in my room just like you know what's good horror films you know what's a really intense horror film like googling that and then wikipedia sends you down rabbit holes and and blah blah um and i came across tumbling dollar flesh and um I saw the the uh, DVD box art for it, and I went. That's that looks fucking intense. I want to watch that. Um, and so I, I I set up the download on my six kilobyte a second download speed. Went to went to primary school.
0: That's so not one, two, realistic. Six. Dial-up internet speed itself is 56 kilobytes, so that must be what you're I, thinking. There's no, no such thing as no, six kilobytes.
1: No, no, no. It was six kilobytes. We had one gigabyte download per month, and then you were on six kilobytes per second. It was six kilobytes per second.
0: Oh, per, well, per second. What? Per, what? Can Continue while I fact-check this.
1: Anyway, um. so then I'd have to put it on. Even if it was like you're getting a 360p video, right? You put it on. It's a 300 megabyte film, so you got to put it on. Go to school, and by the by the time you come home, hope that it's finished downloading. Um, I remember then sitting down and watching it. My father walking in while I was watching it, and he just kind of was like, "There's a lot of women screaming coming from your room." I'm like,
0: "Yeah." Oh Jesus! You didn't even have headphones?
1: It. Nope.
0: You fucking
1: dummy. My my parents didn't ever kind of say to me, you can't watch this, you can't watch that, you can't play this, you can't play that. So Yeah, but
0: you, you think I mean, when you're going to watch some Japanese fake snuff, you'd at least put in some headphones.
1: I didn't, I didn't fucking know it was fake snuff. I d- I didn't read a synopsis, called, I just saw the box art.
0: It's called Tumbling Doll of Flesh, not Happy Good Fun Time. I, yeah, but, I, but, I know but, what that box art looks like. It's like the like the woman with like the bandage around her head and it's like bleeding. It's like you you know you know that's not going to be like family movie night, you know material.
1: Texas Chainsaw Massacre sounds horrible, you know what I mean? But it's it's not.
0: I I would argue that that is also not family movie night material. But maybe that's just because I'm an American.
1: Not family
0: movie night. Well, I, I know I well I know your dad used to hook you up with horror movies so
1: yeah regardless it was six kilobytes per second so i went to primary school so i'm like in sixth grade i believe when i was 12 yeah sixth grade um so i hadn't even entered high school yet and my friends are like talking about i think we were all like obsessed with the cannibal corpse album covers at the time i think that's why that um tumbling dollar flesh artwork really caught my eye because it it's like similarities so yeah for me it was tumblr dollar flesh um yeah pretty intense way to get into it with a pseudo-snuff film from Japan um and also it didn't have subtitles so all I got was the visual Interesting. yeah that was that was my entry point um I think it's a I think it's a good film I think if you like pseudo-snuff it's a it's a good film um it's not one of the most intense death enough films I've ever seen, but it's definitely it's definitely up there. It's it's, it's, it's pretty. Slow, long. It's slow.
0: It's slow paced. It's a little bit more focused on brutality rather than bloodshed. But I mm. think because of its like V cinema quality, it's it's got that necessary rawness to it that makes it more visceral. Like what yeah, like one of the absolutely. things that makes Texas Chainsaw Massacre such like an extreme experience, as well as a lot of other like early mid seventies like low budget horror movies is because it kind of gives it this more gritty realness. Like it looks like something that could be like a, a found document, like, Ooh, maybe this is like real, like super eight footage or with the, the Japanese, like V cinema titles, like they were all shot on like essentially like handheld camcorders and released direct to Mm. VHS. Like it had this kind of tone to it. That was like, Oh, like this, this feels like something that could be real. Um obviously like, like there's on
1: the, film, yeah. on the film cans.
0: Yeah. Obviously there's like some some exceptions to that. Like um oh what's um what's the 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 Japanese torture movie that's that's basically porn? I feel like we just talked about it.
1: Um was it it wasn't terrible male, was it? No. No I also, I also um, feel like that's
0: not like a very limiting description, unfortunately, but um there's there's one where it just has like these weird like filters and editing choices in it where it's like this kind of like this is something that feels like it could have been real and this is kind of taking you out of the illusion of it but uh, all in all like most like of the v cinema has that very like raw real quality to it like especially if you could yeah. ever find like a direct from like vhs rip of like the guinea pig movies where it has like the scan lines and like the artifacting and everything it's like ooh this like I know it's fake but like if I didn't know better and if I was as intoxicated as Charlie Sheen was I probably would think this is real too. Like I probably be
1: going the FBI too.
0: We we know that man was full of liquor and dust and all sorts of stuff. So
1: Part, Tiger Blood. Tiger Blood. Oh yeah, you Tiger know, Blood. It definitely He was, uh, he was winning. <laughs> he
0: was he was epically winning.
1: He has one gear. Go.
0: God that that's that was such a classic classic interview that that man is horrendous
1: that shmo yoho remix
0: god i cannot wait for charlie sheen to die he is he is outworn his welcome he is he is long ready for for the next life and i I only hope he he does better
1: what was your entry point what was like the first film that you would consider extreme it it was
0: either ichi the killer or flowers of flesh and blood like Mm. i was this is this is when i was maybe i want to say 13 because this is when i was in like grade eight like the summer summer either the summer before grade eight or the summer before grade nine so i was uh probably 13 and like i'd been getting into like japanese cinema and like i'd been into horror movies and horror media i would long since already been into just general japanese culture anime manga like i knew about uh, i think at that point in time like i'd read uh junji ito's gyo which is like the manga about like the, the fish that come to land and th- that that whole thing so somehow oh, yeah. i'd like stumbled across like either each of the flowers F- of flesh and blood like this would have been in like the same summer the same month on some, mm. like, sketchy, like, horror movie, like, stream download site at, like, my middle school best friend's house because he had better internet than me. Um, mm. And, like, we watched it, and I was, like, this is, like, the most, like, intense shit, like, I've ever seen. And this is around the same time I was, like, discovering, like, stuff like rotten.com and, like, all those gore sites and everything. But it's just, like, this is this is nuts. Like, this is so much more intense than, like, Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street, or Wishmaster to Fly, or any of those other, like, more gory films I'd seen at that point. And I was like, I mm. need to, like, see more like this. And I think that, you like... The Killers is, like,
1: a fucking funny film, too. That movie, that movie's fucking wacky. <laughs> it rips. It, it It is, like, if we want to talk extreme cinema that we actually recommend... I recommend that to comedy fans, I recommend that to horror fans. It it's just a good film.
0: It's just, it's very intense. It's got lots of good shit to it. It has a very 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 convoluted plot. Um it's hard to know what happens in it is real but uh I recommend anybody watch Each the Killer that's into like horror or like crime movies. It's a very good Yakuza film. I think I own like 3 different like copies of it just yeah yeah, just just because it's gone through like so many different um like publishers and distributors there was one copy that i almost bought but for whatever reason didn't where like it came in like a blood bag where like the front of it actually had like red liquid and you could see through and see like the dvd behind it And i was like (laughs) like this is i don't know why i didn't buy it but like i i wish i did it was very sick i have a, like a similar situation with um O, the story of ricky where like i own multiple copies of that movie it's just a lot of that genre film just like goes through so many different like distribution companies and sometimes you just you know something's got something to offer that's different than something else or sometimes the packaging just looks so cool that you gotta say go you just want to own it like, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe I... the copy i have the the disc is a little scratched maybe maybe i do need a, a different copy
1: i got four DVDs days. Uh, four DVD copies of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like the original. I don't know why but I do. Because yeah. I got like, oh there's the the 40th anniversary edition and then there's, you know, the Umbrella films re-release, <laughs> which came with um, the original film's poster, like blown up. Yeah. So I was like, sweet, I finally get that. Because I want that. I love that fucking poster. I think it's one of the best horror film posters ever. Um, you, you mentioned also Flowers of Flesh and Blood. I would say when it comes to extreme cinema like that set a standard at the time of like how real can we make the goal look how intense can we make a really simplistic plot and it's really the special effects in it are fan-fucking-tastic because yeah we 100% fool a lot of people into thinking it's real snuff there's a lot of people out there who have seen it who think it is a snuff film
0: i will i will interject though that you you really do have to kind of operate from like a kind of total lack of knowledge about the human body because one of the Mm. main like kind of elements of of that particular entry is that the samurai fucking dude like injects this chemical that like changes all of like pain receptors to like pleasure receptors and it's like there's absolutely no scientific basis for this especially how like you can like hack off someone's limbs and like they somehow stay alive it's not like there's like um like in grotesque i I i feel like i remember there's like a transfusion system set up where like they'll like they're being tortured and like dismembered but like there was like kind of medical elements keeping them alive whereas like I don't mm. think like some weird like basement samurai with missing teeth is going to have like the necessary medical expertise to like keep this person alive while chopping them up let alone developing these like weird unbelievable chemicals.
1: He's not Herbert West, let's put it that way.
0: More like Hobo West.
1: Yeah, Hobo West.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I guess uh to to go off of that because I know like as far as like long lasting impressions and how otherwise entertaining it is uh what is the the best uh, example you've seen as far as like a, an extreme movie that like you you derive like legitimate joy out of this is a, a no judgment zone i hope anybody listening Ooh. knows that like we we don't condone the behavior depicted anything in these movies anything but... that's being portrayed
1: yeah um either the first august underground uh i would definitely say it's really enjoyable uh or mortem august underground mortem
0: mortem mortem was a very visceral experience the first time i saw it i would not describe any of that trilogy as remotely enjoyable (laughs) but definitely memorable i think
1: it i think it really stuck with me um I enjoy it as like just a really fucked up film to watch. If I'm just like in the mood for just the worst of humanity, I mean, if you want to see people doing
0: bad shit and being bad, then that's probably the, like the best you can go.
1: Yeah, it's 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 definitely the best, especially in production. What in production value? I think a lot of extreme cinema has really poor production value, but I think that um, Mr. Vogel. Uh well, is
0: Fred Vogel's an arteur. He knows what he's doing.
1: Yeah. He's quite a good filmmaker in the sense of he's he can make it look how it needs to look. When it comes, I guess I don't know. Tattoo of the Iron Man is also another one. Um, I don't know how extreme some people consider it, but yeah, it's I, definitely I a very I would definitely horror. would
0: not classify that as like extreme. It's like intense, yeah. but I don't know if I'd call it ex- extreme
1: but i but i would say one that we watched together actually is no one we watched together is definitely my most enjoyable one and i think it's extreme because of what it's based on more so than well the film had some extreme moments and that would be um the untold story Eight Immortals restaurant
0: oh yeah i would i would watch that i would watch that again like the Anytime. the, like that, the, that the fucked rules. up parts really hit but it's like the the out of nowhere like comedic elements like that is just like such (laughs) such a bipolar film that it it, it It works so well it it knows that after it like shocks you like when he like kills all the children like they they throw a joke at you like they they know how to keep you engaged for like that future running time
1: And when he's killing the kids and he, like, chops the kids' head off on the table and you just see it, like, doing flips in the air and blood just spewing everywhere. I think that was another part of it as well. They made the murders, like, really graphic and all the sort of violent scenes. They made them, like, instead of using, like, a bit of blood to make it look realistic, they used, like, a gallon of blood. And I think that also keeps you a bit engaged because you're like, okay, that's super unrealistic.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like, one of there's the. There's no fun- way it'd be that it, much blood. It's one of the funnest fucked up movies, that's for sure. Yeah. for so,
1: sure.
0: okay, so yeah, yeah, that that would probably tie with Flowers of Flesh and Blood for me because, like, Flowers of Flesh and Blood is more like nostalgia than actually having a lot of fun, and Untold Story is a lot of fun.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Minus, I think, you no know, child murder.
1: Another one I would recommend would be Concrete in 2004. It's uh, based on the Junko Furuta murders, um, and it's probably the closest retelling that they've made. So if you're like a true crime fan or something, uh, it's a a pretty good watch. Uh, Just if uh, you're sensitive to the R word on film, yeah, don't watch it.
0: Yeah, it is. uh... There's a lot of that. It is what the kithing. most kithing, kithingness when 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 the goon presents. Um, yeah. It is per- personally like no no disrespect to what's portrayed or the the memory of the real events, but just that that particular adaptation honestly just like felt like such a slow crawl to me. Like if I want to see something that's like intense, like I kind of just like want shit to happen, whereas like. Mm. I'd been long familiar with like, like all the extensive details of like the incident. And it's just like seeing it kind of portrayed in a way that just like felt very flat, just kind of didn't hold any interest for me. Like maybe I need to rewatch we'll it and like consider it differently, but I don't know. It just, it just so, didn't do it for me.
1: I want to shout out the Red Room films because they're super intense. Very and intense. Think, and raw. Yeah. Um, I think in a weird way, if you think about when they came out and they're about, like, you know, some people surviving and they've all been put in this room and some of them don't know why they're there and that sort of thing. It's like, by the way, this is pre-saw, So think about that for a bit.
0: But post-Cube...
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Cube is the first like people getting locked in a place and have no idea what the fuck's going on film. But that's that's Cube something is... that
0: will we will we will have to have like in the future like a Cube episode where like we go over oh, like, the Cube franchise because Cube is like yeah. one of like the the greatest like indie like sci-fi horror films of all time.
1: But one of the most underappreciated as well. Oh by yeah, a long shot. Like but, I think but the Red Room movies. saw came out. The Red Room movies. I uh, Red Room Two is a lot more comedic but i wouldn't say either of them are comedic. like let's let's be real here. they're not funny films. i will
0: i will say so i have not seen the second one but i've seen the first one several times. um i will say that very bad things happen in kind of wacky ways.
1: yeah, i think you need to go into it and laugh at the absurdity. otherwise there's nothing to laugh at. the second one there's a robot Okay,
0: no, I've seen the second one. Nope, I yep, yeah, this, I've seen the,
1: second, the, second one. the second one's the one with the robot. That that fucking made me crack up when they like <laughs> fuck up the robot's face and it's like oozing green. Because you know what I started thinking when the green ooze came out? I'm like, oh shit, it's a deadite. No, it's a fucking
0: god. That's so sick.
1: So... Yeah, the deadites and <laughs> evil dead too. It's green instead of um instead of red,
0: right. God, that's so funny. But yeah,
1: obviously these
0: we've we've talked about a lot of a lot of good movies that we enjoy a lot. Um I don't want to go into too much detail because I'd love to like not have like an episode like predicated on just like something not worth any time. But what's what's the worst example you've seen? For me, it's it's the like the slug vomit doll movies. Like for me, it's just like I have no interest in like anything with like puke or or you know vomiting shit anything like that like i i want fake blood and guts not real bodily juices like that's i'll pass i'll pass every time
1: um, for me it's not the most fucked up it was just the most boring and it was also pretty fucked up had a lot of vomit piss shit uh drinking each other's piss real animals animals being t- abused blah, blah, oh is this melancholy your uh,
0: angle or melancholy yeah angels? Spot, yeah, yeah. You know what's uh, you know what's really fu- like really fucked up about that? Like with the animal abuse and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the director Marion Dora or whatever is like a vegan.
1: Yeah, I know it's really weird because in his films, there's always animals getting tortured. Like even in um, even in Cannibal, which is based on the um, same Armin, Armin murder Lewis. case. Yeah, the same murder case that Mind Tail by Ramstein is about. Um, it. it you know, there's animal torture in that film still, and it's like, why? This is meant to be about two gay dudes trying to eat a guy's penis.
0: Yeah, you don't need to torture an animal when literally the only thing that happens is and that anyone wants to see is someone like cut off and like cook and eat like a penis. Like, come on.
1: In that <sighs> film, you do see him try and eat the guy's penis.
0: Oh, that's so sick. Honestly, seems. But yeah, like yeah, I said, animals, I didn't want to spend
1: all right
0: didn't want to spend too much time on it but i think the Mm. the topic that i want to kind of wrap things up on uh which Mm. is probably the the most nuanced topic and i think can apply entirely to the genre of horror or film in general um but specifically in this case extreme horror is can it be considered artistic or not artistic and why
1: uh, absolutely. So I think it depends on, like, you know, I think there is artistic merit to August Underground. I think there is artistic merit to Guinea Pig. I think there is artistic merit to um, even the Vomit Gore trilogy. I think there's artistic merit to it.
0: I don't, I don't think there is artistic a, merit to those films, but, but
1: I, I think that there is artistic merit to those films. Um, there's a story going on, it's presented in a certain way. I would say more so with the guinea pig series, because I think the guinea pig series are just better films as films. But when you get into stuff like, you know, um, mixtapes, um, you know, like MD Pope, Boobah, ogreish Snap R-37, R-73, that shit's got no fucking merit. Fuck that shit. Also, of Valentine just needs to fucking... Own up and just say that he wants to make porn because yeah. that dude is jerking off in the director's chair. We all know it.
0: I hope he's not, but he probably is.
1: I think, I think for me personally, I know that others will say there is artistic merit. I would say that even though I just said sort of vomit dolls has artistic merit to it, I'm thankful other people will find artistic merit to it, not me. Um. I would say the whole like fetish horror film genre to me has no merit. Just, just make fetish porn.
0: Yeah. I think at that point it's, it's not about trying to like,
1: make a good film.
0: Yeah. And it, it's not about trying to portray like an artistic vision. It's trying to like titillate or like have some sort of like exploitative purpose that is, separate or not informed by like an artistic vision like it's not someone just trying to like create something of value it's someone trying to like elicit like a a particular reaction
1: i would i would uh, sort of liken fetish horror films to pornos based on film or tv series there's no merit to it it's fucking stupid and it's just there so you can get an erection and ejaculate or play with your your being. Disgusting. To, yeah. We're not sinners here. Sin. We, uh, we all live a life of uh what would you what 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 do Hare Krishna's call it? Call what? They're
0: called sin. So well so I mean, it's, it's complicated. I mean, it's, it's, it's Tomas. It's, it's living in the mode of Mm -hmm. ignorance. You're not trying to, to follow any sort of path of value. I I don't think it's anybody's Dharma to create such filth and sin.
1: Disgusting. But but yeah. What what do you think? Do you think, do you think there is any merit to these films or are they just you know trash yeah
0: Yeah, i think i think um a good a good portion of them have like artistic merit to it um something like uh angst like the um the the german serial killer movie very raw and visceral but done in a very creative way soundtrack by klaus Schulze from uh tangerine dream is it's done in a very kind of like impressionistic painterly way i I feel the same way about like henry portrait of a serial killer like these things deal with very yeah these things deal with very dark subject matter but i think in a way that has like deeper intentions than just to like shock and horrify um and same thing with even even like the guinea pig series which like Mm. as like they progress they become more narratively focused um but like even with like the More kind of like tortured elements. Like they were directed by the artist Hideshi Hino, who grew up in like the post war environment of Japan. And I think something that you can see in a lot of like Japanese horror media is like there's still this kind of like psychological fallout of like being in like the environment of war and carnage. And I think there's an artistic intent there. And I'm not just being biased because I have like it. Hideshi Hino tattoo but like I think he had like an artistic statement that he was trying to make maybe less so with Devil's Experiment than any other entry in the series but I think Devil's Experiment was just something where it's just like you're starting from nothing with the smallest budget and it's just like what is the most that we can accomplish with what little that we have and that kind of just mm. helped to kind of bankroll everything moving forward
1: but I still think that with the with the chapters element of that film, you mm-hmm. can see that there is a structure there. It's been thought out. It's not just let's throw together some fucked up scenes. It's been planned.
0: Yeah, like there there so was, there me, was yeah. forethought that went into it. That wasn't just like okay, we're gonna film people throwing up and it's gonna be gross and I'm gonna love it and me personally, I'm gonna hate it, but. I think, I think so it what's... can be art, and I think sometimes it can't be art. I think sometimes it can be political. I've written, mm. like, essays on a Serbian film and how that is, like, a visual metaphor for, like, the fallout of, like, post-Soviet Serbia. And I think extreme media can especially be um, artistic, insightful, genuine, sincere. Like, look at um, look at some of the art, like, the post- dada and serialist art movements of like the the 60s and like the post-war environment people would like do uh public displays of like cutting themselves up and like shitting and like that influenced like industrial art and like throbbing gristle and all other kind of permutations of extreme media but like it's all coming from this place of someone trying to say something that they believe needs to be said that's based on something of value rather than just like well, I'm just going to film my fetish and
1: la-dee-da. And I guess I'll I guess I'll release it so I can make <laughs> some money back. Um, for me, I have a very different opinion on a Serbian film. I, I think, man, what a fucking boring movie. What a fucking absolutely fucking boring fucking... I, I think the reason I dislike it as much as I do is because it was given to me on a USB drive by an edgy teenager. That's yeah, why it's like it as much. That's as gonna I set
0: you up for disappointment. That's that's not the.
1: Because uh, I, well, I watched it, and I, I'd already seen like ex, the extreme sides of cinema. So I was watching it, and they're like, "Oh, newborn porn," and I'm like, "Okay, sure." Like, okay. Like, oh, yeah, he's this, having sex this with sucks, son. But... Like, yeah, this sucks. But like, these are just more, more and more scenes of fucking and decapitating like i'm just i I became really numb to it in the sense of i was just like man this is fucking boring
0: it's boring yeah i don't think i i don't think i liked it the first time i watched it but i think the like the second time i watched it i kind of Maybe maybe it's because I would read reviews and like was going in with like different expectations like okay so I know what happens like I'm gonna try to see something deeper here and that's when I like d- discovered a lot of like blatant like political subtext but I I can I can under I can understand you being bored by it given the context of your introduction to it it's definitely something that was very like hyped as like this is like the most fucked up movie ever made like kind like, of like oh like human. God. Yeah, kind of like Human Centipede, where it's like, oh, like this is the most disturbing film of all time. Whereas, like, Human Centipede is like, yeah, the most fucking boring movie of all time. It just was a pop culture it, sensation. People thought it was so fucked yeah. up because, like, the disturbing film Iceberg, it's something that a lot of people without experience in the genre came into without the like context and nuance of like experiencing that kind of media. Like, I think like Lucio Fulci's The Beyond is more extreme than human centipede and it came out 30 years earlier
1: or 40 years earlier it's like the first one basically nothing even happens it it, it's it's mainly implied like the second one yeah he realized okay i need to step it up visually and we're gonna have a guy masturbating with sandpaper and, and stuff like that but it's like even that that's that's pretty tame in the world of extreme cinema You know, well, also like this. The
0: second one, there was self awareness. Like it felt satirical. Like it was made as an obvious response to like the reception of the first film.
1: Yeah, it was. He got the reception of, oh man, it's such a messed up film. And he goes, oh, I'll show you messed up. And then the third one was like, yeah, that after people watched the second one, they're like, oh my god, I could barely sit through it. And then the third one, he was like, I'm gonna make the one of the worst films ever and my actors don't even want to be in it so it comes (laughs) out as just this hilarious fucking piece of shit and that's human centipede three but yeah i I can't believe we didn't bring up human centipede because everyone thinks those films are so extreme but like
0: you you want to know why it wasn't brought brought up because it's not worth the time or brain power it's been it's been talked to death At this point, like, it came out, what, 2008, 2009? At this point, like, the line in the sand is drawn, and people have taken their side on it. It it is what it is. There's nothing we can do to withdraw it from existence. We have to accept it. We have to accept the human centipede. And with that, what are your closing thoughts?
1: My closing thoughts are... um please ease yourself into something like extreme cinema do yes. not dive in head first um you will be that you are going to be offended watching these films as well so think you of it this way lead.
0: think of it this way gamers Think think of it this way gamers you don't you don't go into the level 99 dungeon with level one equipment
1: yeah yeah, absolutely. I also think leave your preconceptions at the door. Leave any sort of idea of good tastes at the door. If you have certain political beliefs or social beliefs, which we do, you need to leave those at the door when you're watching something like Tumbling Dollar Flesh or any sort of film that has an R scenario in it because you will automatically hate the film if you are going to judge it based on those sorts of factors, you you need to leave all sorts of judgment at the door. Watch it. See what you think.
0: Extreme media depicts extreme situations and it is not PC territory. So tread lightly. Know that for most people, for most well-intentioned people, what you consume does not inform your beliefs or behavior. is unfortunately not always true given the suggestibility of some people's mental states. Um, there are of course, incidents where, you know, there have been, uh, serious violent criminals that have been tremendous fans of violent media. And I'm not one of those people that thinks that that's because of the media that they consumed, but I think some people are affected by things more than other people. Mm -hmm. So tread lightly. Know your limitations, know your expectations, and know that it's okay to stop something or to exit out of something if yeah. it takes a turn that you don't want. Nobody is forcing you to watch something that you don't want to see.
1: You're not a coward for objecting to something that you've seen and deciding you don't want to see, any, see it any further. Yeah, no, nobody,
0: nobody should... Endure something that they're not comfortable with.
1: So, absolutely,
0: I've found a lot to enjoy with these terrible, messed up movies. But I don't think it's made it's me a worse a person. I don't enjoy. It, it hasn't made you a worse person. And I think that's no. just because I, I always maintained my expectations and I never put myself through anything that I wasn't comfortable with. So, anybody listening, because
1: I'm already a piece of shit.
0: There you go. Already a piece of shit. That helps too. Just already be a piece of shit and you're fine. Yeah. So just take it with a grain of salt. When you get there, let us know how it was. And um, human centipede, it sucks. Thanks. Bye.
1: See you next time, motherfuckers.
0: Ah!